Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017. My name is Coriander Dickinson, and I, once upon a time in 2016, through 2017, actually even through 2018, did a podcast called Ghostwatch 2016, where my friends Kate and Heather and I watched all of Common Rider Ghost and did commentary on it. So I've asked my friends Adam Wasserman. Hello. And Alexi Peppers. Howdy. To review the podcast with me. Episode, Episode 37. 37. It's a hoverboard, hover but, it's, but a it's a cloud. In episode 37 of Common Rider Ghost, we learn that through hard work and friendship, you can reestablish the status quo and maybe impress your new friends with your parkour skills so much that they give you takoyaki instead of hoarding it all for themselves and then mocking you while they eat it. And kick your butt. Kick your Literally. butt a lot. You know, to be fair, you didn't watch all of Common Rider Ghost. Well, that is true. Did you skip you. out? You didn't finish it? We didn't finish it. Yeah, you what? didn't do the last episode or the many ancillary <laughs> possible um, Common Rider Ghost tie-in things you could have watched. Why did you not do the last episode? The story ended before then. It's true. You'll find out. Yeah, we'll we'll do the last episode. And unless by then you're like, never mind. And we're watching the movie. <laughs> I mean, we oh, got that's right. this far. <laughs> you I say follow that now. things through. Mm. So many times my friends have told me, what's this podcast you're on? That doesn't make any sense. Why do you keep doing it? And I tell them, I follow through with things. <laughs> is, is that the only reason you're still here? <laughs> Professional honor. Ooh. People ask you about the podcast? Well, because I'll say something like, oh, I can't hang out this evening. I'm recording a podcast. And they'll politely ask, oh, what podcast are you in? And then. Wow. All of my friends no longer care. <laughs> That's because <laughs> you have so many podcasts, Corey. That's yeah. true. This is my first podcast, so it's more notable. I'm currently doing three. <laughs> Me too. Weird. Huh. Huh. <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Ah. Uh... <laughs> We were watching a show made of reject Sony R&D. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirts, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving Coriander is back, the bestest host that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta fun, rehashing a show that still isn't done. Enjoy the unseen with Ghostwatch 2017. I have no further comments. <laughs> <laughs> Just period. I don't know. Like, this is the episode where uh, Pretty Boy has his dream fight. With yeah. the monkey, the kappa, and the other one. Pig. Pig. <laughs> he doesn't even fight in this one. He just, like, jumps over a rock with them. Yeah. yeah. It was so unclear. Like, what is the super special technique he's so eager to learn? It did just seem like being able to jump over rocks kind of good. Yeah. Again, he doesn't ever get an upgrade for Necrom. <laughs> yeah. So this is the next best thing. This, yeah. is, this is as good as it gets. I did yeah. think that the first time that the Pet Shop Boys were demonstrating their uh, super special technique, 
Which, hey, there's a reference I actually understand. Yay. Um, they kind of just, like, there was, like, a, an explosion-y noise, and then they were jumping, and it actually reminded me of the over-the-top way that Necrom is always having to dive away from explosions to show how bad he is and underpowered in comparison to everyone else. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is really smart. You're going to get more practice at looking cool as you get blown up by things. Yep. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> also, the uh, Pet Shop Boys masks kept bugging me because they reminded me of something and I couldn't think of what. And I don't know if I successfully made this connection when they first showed up, but I realize now they look like Bionicle. Oh. Yeah, that's true. They got that whole color coordination on the limbs as well. Exactly, yeah. They've got this blocky kind of face mask thing. It's very Bionicle. Matanui said the pretty boy had to learn how to jump over this rock. <laughs> Sorry. My brothers wow. watched a lot of the Bionicle movies. I guess. Yeah, my brother's a pretty big Bionicle fan, but I don't have the memory capacity to have learned anything from being exposed to it secondhand. How many times were you exposed? <laughs> the hell if I know. I liked this episode a lot because by the only metric I care about, which is how many cute Onari moments were there, it's like super high rated. Hmm. We get more Onari in his awesome scummy manager costume, which is great. It is true that there we do get to see his pants. Um, they are not big flared bell bottoms like I'd hope. There's only like a very small amount of flair. But you can't have everything. I took a screenshot of it because it was so cute. I love it. <laughs> you got, it goes Ooh. in the Onari Sh folder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I can drop that into chat. Oh, maybe not. I don't want to break it. I'll have to email it. But super cute. Akari's there too. But it's just Onari's face. It's very good. It's my favorite. There we go. Emailed. We also get Onari dancing along to the idol dance when Akari and Harmony are learning it. Yeah. Which is adorable. He does it in this like kind of self-conscious, kind of happy way of like, he just can't help it. And even when uh, Takeru and crew show up, he sees them and kind of self-consciously stops, but then he's like still doing it a little bit because he just can't help himself. Wonderful. Yeah. Like he fully commits. Like he, he of course learned all of the choreography as well. Okay, so here's the thing, is that as I was watching it, I, I saw an alternate timeline in, in, unfold in my head, which is the way I would have wanted the episode to go, but I knew it never would, even though it almost went there, because I was like, my dream is that after this, they do the performance, Akari hurts herself and has to stop, and to this point, I was correct in predicting it, but what I wanted... <laughs> Was that Onari steps forward and is like, I learned all the dances too. And he takes over. And he becomes the new idol girl. And we basically see him in his blonde wig again. Yes. And the exact same, like, tiny hat, corsety outfit that Akari has as an idol. She looked cute. Well, if only we were in a better world. He did at least lead everyone in this crazy chant uh, yep. and shout yep. oh my in English <laughs> when Akari <laughs> fell over he just commits to the bit 
so hard. And I love that um, there's a part where Harmony is with Takeru in the temple being upset uh, and then being possessed. And then Onari and Akari burst in with the good news that Akari succeeded in the audition. And Harmony goes back to normal and also gets super angry and she yells that they're not taking it seriously and storms off. And then Takeru tracks her down and is like, no, they really are. Like, Akari's taking this really seriously. And I'm like, that is admittedly hard to believe when you see Onari and Akari (laughs) in their costumes and their whole deal. Like, yeah, it doesn't scream super serious. Okay, I've received this email. Uh Uh-huh. Isn't it the best? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is literally the best. (laughs) Okay, let me take a look. Onari PNG. Jeez. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. I know. Aww. Loved it. What's it. wrong with PNG, Adam? They're so they're so big. That's Gotta because that they're lossless. Layer. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I, I guess I, can't I guess you want to lose any Onari. Picture. Yeah, of Onari's beautiful face. Akari's looking super adorable in this picture too. I have to say. Yeah. With her pink polka dot dress pretty good all right acceptable <laughs> the committee passes the motion <laughs> you know what's not acceptable what and i i forgot to mention this last episode because it actually started last episode is now we're into the specter having a lot of doubles he has to fight storyline which oh. i swear to god it is like his storyline for the next quarter of the season, which is to say the remainder of the season. No. It and goes it to is, the last episode. It, it's it is the literal worse. Oh, and it's so confusing. You can never it's, tell which stony faced individual is really him or not. And it's just him fighting himself like over and over and over. And it's just like, it's so much. It's so much worse than the the Spectrum storyline because that was only like four episodes, even though it felt like longer. This this <laughs> one literally drags for the rest of the show. Ugh, I'm so mad. Even though there was a fight in a parking garage, which is something I love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this one was pretty good. Well, yeah, it's, it's the first one. And I do love he he fights himself to exhaustion in a parking garage, and Cannon just happens to find him. Yep. Yeah, I like I like the Ghostwatch 2016 comment that I, that she just hangs around parking garages for fun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's about it. It's it makes as much sense as anything. Than anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, either that or she used Condor Phone's magic to track him down, or or Snack Phone, Cobra I Phone, I guess. If if he's gone, is Cobra Phone back at Snapple HQ? Maybe Cobra Phone like ran, ran like snaked off to find her because he knew that. This wasn't going to end well. Coverphone can't fly, unlike all of the others. <laughs> no, but he wriggled. <laughs> yeah, his, so just like this snack gold, body, like homeward bound. But yeah. oh my yeah. god! <laughs> oh, maybe that he happens made, every uh, time. Every single time, Spectre's in trouble. Made friends with a pigeon, that kind of thing. So wait, we got what? There's, there's the bat. And the spider and the cobra. So so who's who in a Homeward Bound remake? The spider can't fly either, for the, for the record. Technically. So I think that- but, I mean, the several situations <laughs> where you see 
get in, like dropping onto Anari's head or oh, jumping yeah. long distances. Like I don't believe that it is landlocked. Okay, so it's like it's like classic Superman. It can't fly, but it can jump real high. Yeah, or like the Hulk, like a wolf spider, if you will. Yeah. Okay. And spiders yes, are really spider. are shockingly fast. Also, it's part of what I don't like about them. They've got so much stability; they can just flail. They just motor like like you blink and they're somewhere else. It's awful. Yeah, I think because but... the cobra has the least mobility, the cobra gets to be the old golden retriever who gets stuck in a pit. Shadow. Mm. Yeah, Shadow. Mm. Wait, are we talking about like the remake of Homeward Bound or the original Homeward the original. Bound? The original. Only the original. Did they remake Homeward Bound? Yeah, with Michael J. Fox doing like with voiceovers. Well, what? I don't yeah. know which one I know. Because there's, there's the original, like, I want to say, like, 60s or 70s one, where it, it's narrated, but the, the animals don't have, like, oh. voiceovers. No, we're talking about the 90s one. Yeah. Yeah, the, no, the only one which that is, exists. Which is yeah. probably better, because I remember having, I think we had a copy of it at my elementary school, so we I, we ended up having to watch it, like, five times, like, well, over the course of my career there, and it is boring as heck. Because it's, you know, that that live action era of Disney, which wasn't so great. Yeah. Having grown up with like the Benji movies, I understand. Pretty much the only thing I remember about that Homeward Bound is that one of the dogs like tangled with a porcupine and then a kindly man with pliers like pulled the porcupine quills out of his nose. Oh, he didn't have to go to the vet that impounded him? I don't know. Was the was 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 your guys' Homeward Bound set in like a, a rural setting or like a like urban setting i guess there were two weren't there yes there was a sequel there was, was a sequel like that urban. was in the city okay hey just like babe yep just yeah. like babe <laughs> <laughs> just exactly the same totative <laughs> i think spider lantern's the cat yes i okay. agree seems fair Hmm. Which means that I think Condor Phone chance. would be like the the young the young puppy one, because Condor Phone strikes me as like young and, and excitable. Right. Yeah, I think the the back clock is actually just a clock on the wall that stays home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the family's like, this is an heirloom. It's coming with us on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what else happened. Oh, there was a KMS slap. Yes. Oh my God. How did I forget? Yep. Third time. Because <laughs> he was. Because he forgot he wasn't invisible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so worked up. He's so mad he forgot, and then he got slapped. Oh, Looney Tunes. That seems so fun. That, that that seems to me like a oh I forgot I was invisible. Please don't slap uh-huh. me kind of moment. Frankly. No, no. Frankly, it's clearly just carelessness on his part. I don't know. Subliminal carelessness, maybe. One. I'm working with someone now who sometimes is called CMS because that's their initials. <laughs> mm. I really am like, oh, you know, like KMS, but I'm like, I don't want to try and explain this to my workmates. Yeah, sorry. What happens in Ghostwatch has to stay in Ghostwatch because it doesn't make any sense to anyone it else. Doesn't. Yeah. Every Just time we say the podcast, it's bad. Every time we say KMS. I want to go is going to rock you like KLF is going to rock you. And I don't even know if either of you would know what nope. I was talking about. No, no. Is that yeah. like UHF? No, KLF was, um, 
was a group. They were like, they, I think. Oh, they so did like that. CNC Music Factory. Yeah, they did that, that um, Doctor in the TARDIS song, I think. But they, they have a song that goes, KLF is going to rock you. Uh-huh. The Doctor and the TARDIS one, is that the one with, where it's like, we'll rock you, but the Doctor? No? There's no chanting yeah. in that one? Okay. Like, I'm going to talk amongst yourselves. you got to look up KLF on Wikipedia. All right. Uh, so how does this one end? I don't remember. Who gets destroyed? <laughs> like, it's, um, oh, whatever oh, his Stormcrow. name is. Stormcrow. Oh. Right, the cool wind one. But that's not really a thing. There's also uh, Poncho Boy fights Javert, who just shows up. He, I don't think he's been in the show for a while now. Also, I thought he got kind of redeemed or had just been written off the show. Yeah. And he shows up. I, it seems like it's basically just because like every other villain was too powerful or otherwise occupied. So he's just there on demand in the woods to fight <laughs> PB so PB can show off that he can jump better but oh my god Javert had like sad anime eyes he really needs uh, Onari to finish like bringing him completely over to the good guy's side because he's so sad right and apparently just hanging out in the forest all day OTP yeah (laughs) okay so the KLF also known as the justified ancients of Mumu the jams all in capital and the Time Lords and other names were a British electronic band of the late 1980s and early 1990s. So I was 100% right in how I remembered them. It was just, I was like, they seem to have a lot of names. Maybe I'm conflating them. But no, they just have a lot of names. That's cool that when you were talking about there being like Doctor in the TARDIS and whatever, I assume this would be some like post uh, reboot thing. It's nice that they were going for it in the Dead Zone of no doctor who yeah. yeah no it's the it's it's that's the one that, that Corey was talking talking about is like doctor who, hey the time oh, i do know that song yeah yeah it it surfaced on the internet around the time of the reboot because it's a jam they um they played it on the radio when i was when i was younger a lot Aww, it was very lucky. popular yeah i don't think i've heard it since high school yeah i don't think i've heard it in in years but it's um yeah, it's the same group, and they had a song where they called themselves the KLF. They also have a song where they call themselves the Justified Ancients of Mumu and um, Patty, the the country Patty. Uh, Patty West, Patty no. Klein. Yes, maybe no. I hmm. anyway. Do you see this thing where it says that their most notorious performance? was where they fired machine gun blanks into the audience and dumped a dead sheep at the after show party. No, but that's crazy pants. Yeah, after that they departed the music business. That seems oh. fair. <laughs> Maybe someone should have read their writer a little closer. Tam- sorry, Tammy Wynette. Not a patty at all. Ah. Tammy Wynette, yes. Which I also remember them playing a lot there's like there's like three songs of theirs that i know and that's that's all of them is hopelessly devoted a tammy wynette song let me think i think hopelessly devoted is from the musical grease oh so stand by your man that i believe is tammy wynette you know it was nice speaking of music that this whole idol storyline i kind of was cringing when it was going to be an idol storyline but i appreciated that part of the takeaway was just hey being an idol is super hard work there was mm. a lot of montages of people you know like akari and stuff trying 
very hard to learn how to do this difficult thing. That seems like a fairly rarely appreciated uh, concept when dealing with idols. I feel like you have not watched any idol-themed anime at all. Yeah. I have not watched one that was like fully about idols. I have watched animes where like idol stuff will kind of show up in terms of like, oh, there's an idol competition and it's all much more like... I guess it's cutthroat, but less about like hard work and practice. Like idol, like shows that are actually about idols are totally like about hard work and stuff like that. Like just sort like much like sports anime are all about hard work. Yeah, same. Actually, are all anime about hard work? No, (laughs) I'm just not at all. I I don't know. Like like a lot of them though. Yeah, like Yuri on Ice. Like seventy five percent. But Yuri on Ice is a sports anime. It's it is a like a shoujo anime, sports, yes. but it's still sports. Okay, shonen anime is all about hard work. No, it's not. But there's training montages. That's hard work. Sometimes they're just like gag series, right? No, no one has to work hard. It's just about the comedy no. of life. Okay, shonen fighting series then. Okay, you're right. Nobody actually works hard in Yu-Gi-Oh. And I guess shoujo series aren't that much about hard work. Shoujo series are about about choosing the correct life partner. Yep. Actually, they're about meeting the correct life partner and then taking 26 episodes to decide that that's actually what you're going to do. Yeah. That's Typically. why I like Wodakoi. Wodakoi is so good. Why didn't they do another season of that instead of Banana Fish? Damn I'm it. still waiting for Chihayafuru, and don't you disparage Banana Fish. I don't like Banana Fish. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, it might be the translation. Like, I watched two episodes, and it seemed really homophobic, and I stopped watching it. Yep. I get that there are people who really like it and get stuff out of it. I've just, like, I tapped out. I mean, it is gay af, but... Uh, not, like, I'm okay with that. It just, like, there were a lot of, like, in the translation I was watching, there were a lot of homophobic slurs. And then, like, at the end of the second episode, like, the guy goes to jail and it's, like, all these dudes in jail just, like, shouting about how they're going to, like, have their way with him. And I was like, pass. Yeah. I, I get that it's seminal and it's important to people, and I no way want to say that I think that it's like universally terrible. It's just not for me. I find it interesting because it's kind of more of a a hard shojo, mm. whereas people assume that all shojo is like Sailor Moon, right? Or clamp stuff. I'm watching Happy Sugar Life, which means that my decision making process is super questionable. So, yes, I agree. Just sometimes, sometimes I decide to hate watch something. Really? Very rarely, but sometimes that's, that's why I watched all of, uh, I can't remember that terrible show from like a year or two back about the, the young kid who gets like taken in by his, his sort of like half brother and it's all gross. I don't remember. Super lovers. That was terrible. And they made two seasons, and I only watched the first season. And I, like, legitimately, like, it ended after, like, 10 episodes or 11 or something, and it didn't do anything to to indicate that it was the end of the season. It just stopped, and then there weren't any more episodes. I'm like, huh? That wasn't what was bad about it. What was bad about it was it was, like, basically about this guy grooming this young kid, and it was horrible, and I don't really know why I kept watching it. Anyway, I, I make bad decisions. And Chihayafuru needs more seasons. Okay. It, good. Yeah. It, yes. Isn't it getting another season or something? More. 
keep like going forever. Infinite. Infinite yeah. Shiva. Just go go infinite, please. <laughs> I mean, I also watched all of Ghost voluntarily, so again, yeah. I make bad decisions. Uh moist no, not moist. Soggy. Soggy washcloth is back. <laughs> oh. Sweet. Not quite the same way, but um Who's getting it this time? <laughs> Makoto. Yeah. Yeah, from Canon. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is her her role on the team. It's just what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's text. It's not subtext. <laughs> Maybe fighting his clones is really easy, but he's just like, "Oh my heart, I have to lie down and be tended to." Ow. <laughs> by my sister, specifically. By. Yeah, by my sister. And I was glad Ghostwatch 2016 did like kind of bring up it's like did did Canon drag his unconscious <laughs> body back to the temple? Canon's surprisingly <laughs> strong. It just doesn't come up yeah. in the, the actual scenes. Yeah, Canon's ripped. She's just she just threw him over her shoulder. Yeah. Lumberjack style. No no no. Because because this is Japan, she probably carried him like a backpack. Oh. Yeah. Not like a fireman. No, like, like you know how 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 they always do in anime. Like, there's like when a girl's drunk or tired or whatever. Or, I don't like, know she, how that so works her, with an unconscious person. Uh, you know what? I don't know. You kind of lean forward enough, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I know what you're talking about. Maybe, maybe he was semi-conscious. <laughs> I don't know, guys. It's Stampede. I saw these two lovely girls who were watching um the same like stampede show band that i was and they were really happy and then one of them tried to kind of uh jump up for a piggyback ride kind of deal and (laughs) they were not prepared and they both just tumbled to the ground (laughs) in a most horrible fashion i know it was really sad and also really funny it was only funny because then like they rolled over and there was a second of like that was really painful and then they were laughing about it but Man, watching two grown uh, women have a failed piggyback ride collapses uh, at Stampede. Oh. At Stampede. Were they wearing cowboy hats? Probably. <laughs> it wasn't in a drunken way either. It was just like honest to God happiness. Yeah. You know, just having fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the show bands are fantastic. Random other things in this episode. Necrom gets like a hand grabber upgrade, maybe. I can't remember enough about what it was like originally. I just know there was a hand grabber before. Yes. Hmm. There was a reach grabber hand. Now it's maybe better. Because <laughs> he learned to jump. Yes. And he does a mega summon Pet Shop Boys. And then basically gets like this Tensor's floating disc final smash. Okay. Yep. I think that's it. Anything left from you, Adam? I was happy. No, I don't. I don't think so. All right. I'm then so I tired. call this meeting adjourned. <laughs> Are we gonna? We're <laughs> not gonna do the usual thing. I've been Coriander Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Absalar. <laughs> I'm Adam Wasserman. You can find me on Twitter at Gold Sarcasmium and on Mastodon at goldsarcasmium.octodon.social, where I post pretty much the same stuff. But whatever. And you can find me on Twitter at AM Peppers. And also potentially at Roguelike Celebration. Oh, yeah. That's right. This weekend. Be there. Say hi. 
I've no. got memes. <laughs> oh. Well, may- now, now I'm changing my mind. Are they roguelike memes, memes, though? What kind of memes are we yeah. talking? I mean, I put memes in all my talks. <laughs> For my own sake, if nothing else. I had a Yu-Gi-Oh meme in one of my uh, talks for the Edmonton Comic Expo, which at least like two people laughed at, so that was enough. Nice. Okay. For me more than anything else. Thank you, listeners. Goodbye. Stay ghosty. Yeah.